What up, everybody? Welcome into the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and we are glad to be back for, uh, we took another yeah, little small t- break, t- didn't took we? took a week off. I had to do some work. You had to go out of town, so uh, took, took a little hiatus for a week. But we left uh, our listeners uh, left our listeners in the wake a little bit, but speaking of listeners, you know, how about our Little TikTok following yeah. seems to be growing a little bit, so growing, and, and we appreciate all the uh, likes, follows, and shares. And yeah, we and both had intentions of uh, doing some solo TikToks last week, but nah. I ne- I never had a minute to do one. Yeah, no, I didn't didn't quite make it to the to the TV screen. But yeah. you know, again, we we do appreciate all those of you that are uh, following us, and uh, we hope to get to uh, 1K on TikTok and then perhaps take this podcast live on TikTok to maybe get a little bit of interaction even with some strangers to give us some shit about <laughs> Alabama football, SEC football, whatever. Get some West Coasters on here, you know, tiktok yeah. with us. We're going to get some West Coasters. They better hurry up because uh, the, the shine is wearing off. Yeah, the time is ticking on you, uh, West Coasters, for sure. So anyway... That's, that's uh, I'm glad to be back, man. So let's just jump yeah, on in, do sound, the opening toast. Sounds like you're a little under the weather. Yeah. You're going to gonna be able to taste this old elk tonight? Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a good <laughs> taste for bourbon tonight, for sure. But no, nah, right. just, a, just a normal cold. You know, you sneeze out in public. Everyone stares at you like mm. you, you got COVID. You can't cough anymore and just have a normal cold. But, you know, I'm, I'm COVID free. I'm happy to announce that. So. Good, good deal, good deal. Well, you know, I always like to, when we do an opening toast and we've had a, a legend pass, I always like to honor them uh, with the opening toast. And uh, when, when you think Chicago Bears and you think yeah. linebacker, for us older folks, I know the younger folks are going to say Urlacher or even Singletary, but Dick Buckus passed away last Thursday night. Actually, the Bears had a Thursday night game, yeah. and he passed away Thursday. Uh, he was 80. He passed peacefully in his sleep, so, you know, no, no, didn't have to suffer at all, so that was good to know. He died um, young, man, really. That's, that's kind of young, given this day and age. He, he did. I mean, he lived a full life, though. You know, he was, at his time, he was the most feared linebacker in the league, and, I mean, he was such a legend that the best – high school linebacker and the best college linebacker win an award called the Buckus Award, right, uh, you know, yeah. named after him and his his foundation. So, you know, he, he's a Hall of Famer, obviously. He even did a lot of acting. You know, he was oh, yeah. in a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies. Uh, so, like I said, he lived a full life. Uh, he's going to be missed, but uh, that's my opening toast to Dick Buckus. Yeah, yeah, sad Cheers. passing for sure. Yeah, no, I think uh, well, I think he definitely predates us in terms of football. He does, he sure, does. But, but but you know, I don't think I don't really think. I mean, if you don't know the name Dick Buckus, I mean, you don't really know football. Then to right. be honest with you, so. But uh, no, that's a good one, man. You know, speaking, you know, sticking with the passings of of legends. You know, of course, not quite the legend of Dick Buckus, but Tim Wakefield, the great Red knuckleballer. Sox pitcher. Yeah, the knuckleballer. You know, I think he. Uh, I don't really. I didn't really study up on on the story, but if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. he came in as a position player to the to the uh, minor leagues. You mm-hmm. know, and his career just kind of kind of 
leveled off and he wasn't going anywhere, so he turned into a knuckleball. He, he reinvented man. himself as a knuckleball pitcher. He 18 he, years, he, I Yeah, think. he had a hell of a career. Yeah, you know? awesome career, man. And when you think knuckleball, you think of Phil Necro and Tim Wakefield. Absolutely, uh, yeah. The, the ones that were able to do it for, you know, a long period of time. And catchers hated them. <laughs> they, yeah, They'd yeah. wear the, the glove that was twice the size. Right, the pan glove. But they sure. still would take a beating in those games. Balls bouncing off the ground and hitting them in the knee and in the shins and in the gut. <laughs> he did some crazy stuff with a baseball. But, yeah, yeah it was a kind of a, a tragic passing for Tim Wakefield. And, uh, mm -hmm. I raised my glass to you, Tim Wakefield. We Cheers. enjoyed watching you pitch. Russ Francis, you know, yeah. a tight end, end back from our our youthful days. Right. You know, he was a Niners, Patriots. Uh, Patriots. I remember him with the Patriots. Right. But then, you know, I think later in the career he goes to the Niners. Right. He won a couple of Super yeah. Bowls. Yeah, he was a – He was real popular, great guy. Yeah. yeah, he was a great, great tight end back in the day. And then we'll end uh, we'll end the toast on a, on a high note. Okay. Speaking of uh, – Speaking of a player that's that hasn't passed, thankfully, Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> Miggy. Miggy retires after, you know, a great career. And if, I'm going to remind this guy <laughs> of, of telling him about Miguel Cabrera when he was a farm hand in the uh, – Miggy helped me win a few fantasy baseball championships. That's though. right. I was – Both I, when he was skinny and big, Miggy. <laughs> So, uh, so to Miguel Cabrera, man, it was, uh, it was great watching great you play, career. man. It was – a lot of fun, so yeah. I raise my glass to you. Cheers, Miggy. Cheers. Mm. Well, before we break into uh, scumbags, what you sipping on right now? I actually broke out the old Forster 1910, ah. the 93 proof. I wasn't quite sure what what proof we were doing tonight, and so I just kind of went with a just a good old good old bourbon. Yeah, I got the uh, Rabbit Hole mm -hmm. Kentucky Straight, the Cave Hill. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, 95 proof so what is this proof 105 105 okay so we're we're gonna we're gonna lead up to that's it that's right we'll lead up to it that's right all right well you want to go first what that, you or you want me to go first on scum you go first on scum. okay I'll, I'll go first with scumbags of the week uh, my scumbag this week is mario cristobal okay and if y'all don't know uh he you mean you ain't got a rapist or a no, 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 no child molesters this week. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, University of Miami head coach Mario Cristobal cost his team a victory. Now, his offensive coordinator says he's the one that called to play, but still, still. head coach is on, he's got the headset. Yeah. Take a knee. Andy's already done this before. At Oregon, yeah. he cost the Ducks a game against Stanford, I believe it was. You know who uh, caught the winning touchdown for Georgia Tech in that game? Oh, yeah, yeah, Leary. Leary, yeah. Christian yeah. Leary. Another uh, another old cast off from that's right. Alabama. That's right, that was his only catch of the game. But, oh, was it uh, his yeah. only catch? All <laughs> Four, right, well, 44 was... yard touchdown uh, catch to, to beat uh, Miami. Yeah, 24 seconds left. All they got to do is take the. They hand the ball off. He fumbles it. Georgia Tech recovers. 26 seconds left. Is that what it was? Or 24 seconds left? Uh, 24 seconds left. And they travel four plays, 76 yards, 74 yards 
Right. And uh, get the game winning touchdown. Four plays or two plays? Four. Well, it was four four, four plays, plays, but it was basically two plays. Two got plays them yards. got them. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you could somewhat you could somewhat blame the D, but I guess when you throw the D back out there like that, you know, on the spur yeah, man, that was part of their argument was well, they still had to score a touchdown. Well, they wouldn't have had an opportunity to score right. a touchdown. No. You just take the knee and run out the clock. Definitely. Did you yeah. not learn anything from Joe Pasarchek, Larry Zonka? and the New York Giants back in 1978 when they had a chance to well, kneel against the Eagles. Pasarchek goes to hand it off to Zonka. He goes into the line. The ball pops out. Herm Edwards scoops it up. Oh, I remember Runs that, it in yeah. for the game-winning touchdown. And that's when taking a knee was really born. Hmm. A little was, history lesson yeah, for you. Miracle in the Meadowlands. You see, kids, history can be <laughs> Well, that's that's good. Yeah, I had actually had Crystal Ball as a as a scumbag on mine in case you didn't cover it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna hit another coach. Okay, Stoops. Mark Mark Stoops out there. Yeah, out there at Kentucky. Kentucky's gonna be my scumbag. Good you know? bourbon, bad coaching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the bourbon is the reason he ran his mouth uh, after the loss. You know, he he's now talking blaming nil yeah, for. Oh yeah. For losing, and you know, I mean, I think that's a lot of, a lot of losers speak for sure. I mean, I mean, Kentucky's a basketball school anyway, right, so that, you right. know, you realize that your money's going to be spent where it needs to be spent at Kentucky, and it's always been a basketball school. You only recently had a good football program, so you know. Well, I think they thought they had a good football team. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. Yes, they were undefeated. Yeah, uh, but you know. I didn't give them a shot in that game at all. I mean, they were, I was hoping they would they would right. give them a good game, but I think uh, I think you know Kirby and and the Bulldogs they actually uh, they look good. Yeah, that was their best best <clears throat> game good. of the year so far. That was uh, that was uh, raised their hand and and foot forward. I mean, I think we already had them forward anyway for possibly the third in a row, but that game Saturday clearly puts them out in front. So. Um, anyway, Stoops, you know, I mean, shut your mouth and, you know, <laughs> take, quit, quit blaming take your loss your, like a man. Yeah, quit blaming your fans. You know, you can get more NIL money, but Georgia was whooping that ass before NIL even became a factor. So, you know, it's not all about NIL. I mean, players go to Georgia to play for Kirby Smart and go to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, they, the they set thing, a record right? for draft picks over the last three NFL exactly. drafts. Exactly. So, you hear that, and it's always the teams that rise to the top. You know, they start getting, you know, people start pointing the finger at NIL or illegal recruiting. And the fact is, is it, the Bulldogs are an NFL factory now, and that's what recruits kids. Right, yeah. That's You know, Kirby's going to recruit kids because Kirby's just Kirby. You know, he's a he's dynamic. You know, you listen to his pregame, postgame speeches, he's dynamic. He's all about his kids. Championships um, and putting – Put kids in the NFL. That's, that's it. That's it. That's what they're looking for. Now, you know, everybody thought NIL would level the playing field, but it's actually that in the transfer quarter gives the rich an opportunity to get richer. Sure. Because they've already got the, the, the strong funding. You know, they got the kids want to come play for them because they got the paths to the NFL and Exactly, and I mean the NIL money has always been there for the blue bloods, anyway, for the elite. 
programs. And even though Georgia wasn't necessarily winning national championships, they've had a streak of 10 win seasons. So they've right. been an elite program. And so, you know, the NIL money, even though it, it wasn't truly legal a few years <laughs> ago, NIL money's always been there. I, the I kids, still don't so. think it's being used legally. I well, mean, there's no, still some. It's, it's being used improperly. Right. I mean, I think that's what. I think that's what Nick Saban said about Jimbo, and and so Jimbo got another shot. We can roll right. That's that's it for my scumbag. Yeah, okay. I mean, if you, you want to roll into you want to go coming in hot, we just start with college while we're college. talking college. I mean, that's all we really talk about anyway. Well, it? I did want to talk a little NFL and all the injuries. I mean, there's some yeah. big names getting hurt in the NFL. Uh, so since I brought that up, let's go ahead. Cause, sure, because we like to kind of. Spend most of our time on college, so yeah. you know, it's, it's it's your world. NFL, you know. So Aaron Rodgers and Nick Chubb, they set the tone early. They they went out, you know, at the very beginning, done for the year. Jalen Ramsey, he's supposed to be back probably mid November, but he's a big name that's out. Saquon, Austin Eckler, they're still nursing their right. high ankle sprains. J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, season-ending injury. Yeah, his was Achilles, I think. Yeah. Right. Um, this past week, Aaron Jones, Jamar Gibbs, they didn't play. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a bad ankle sprain, even though he left the game, got taped up, came back in, and caught a touchdown. But you could, you could see he wasn't the same. And right. they play Thursday this week, so there's a chance he might miss this week's game. Danny Dimes was getting sacked 198 times and finally, <laughs> oh wait wait I think he just got sacked again oh he yeah. fumbled again finally, he, fumbled. So he left with a neck injury on the on the last time he was sacked then you got James Conner C.J. Gardner Johnson Deontay Johnson Justin Jefferson JJ. and Leighton Vander Esch all go on the IR this week. Now, that is short-term IR, so they could just be out sure, four, games. four games. But those are some big names. And then, you know, I haven't even mentioned Anthony Richardson, Deshaun Watson, Devon Achan. I mean, they're all going to miss time. <clears throat> right. Uh, it's just a lot of, lot of big-time players Stick a fork. getting hurt this year. Stick a fork in my Vikings, man. I, I give you one more skull. <laughs> but uh, – we're done, man. We're done without George. I mean, Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's it's a done deal. But yeah, it's been. I mean, what's the reason? It's hard to say. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think part of it's the fields. Fields. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that had you know you overseas. Got these, you know them that turf field. You for got, sure. And, you got these, uh, you know, billion dollar stadiums that get all these multi uses. So you can't have natural grass because it's just going to get tore up. Right. Although I do like what the, what the Vegas, you know, where they can take the whole right. field out and replace it. Um, but you have billion-dollar businesses, man. They can afford uh, to – I mean, you got to protect your, your, your assets, yeah. man. And I mean, because, like I said, those, those are big-time players that I just named off. Yeah. And that's not even everybody. That I just try to highlight the big-name players. Yeah. The, the, the ones that put people's butts in the seats. That's right. Pays and, the uh, bills, man. And that, I mean, that, that obviously takes away from the game. I mean, you know, Justin Jefferson out. I mean, there's really not a whole lot of reason to watch the Vikings without Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, A-Chan been, been maybe the top three running backs in the league over the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and then the Panthers, you know, they uh, – 
had a very serious injury. Well, uh, it looks like it may have just sure. been a really bad stinger, but it looked at the time it at looked the time, very it bad, scary, like for sure, yeah, you know, paralyzing type of thing. But uh, so hopefully that's just that you know that turns out to be just a stinger. But uh, then on the field, you know, I can't figure the Bills out. <laughs> One week I'm I got them in the Super Bowl, the next week they they look bad losing to the, to the Jags. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Niners have clearly kind of separated themselves. And the Eagles. I think the Niners and the Eagles yeah, are, are the cream. Yeah, I think they're true. tier one right now. Yeah. You know, and, and obviously they're both undefeated still. But sure. yes, you know, and The Niners just look. And doing I it mean, with Brock Purdy. I mean. Yeah, I know. But, you know, I was watching him. I was watching him the other night. And he throws a good ball, man. And he throws. I mean, he, he's got a better arm than he gets credit for. He's got just enough arm. Yeah. To be good well, it it kind of reminds me of, of the Brady situation, you know. Here comes a, a talented kid, but didn't have the measurables, you know. Right. He comes in, Mr. Irrelevant. And Last he had, player he has, drafted. He hasn't lost a regular season game yet. No, and he, he looks he looks good. He looks comfortable. And he, and he had Tommy John surgery in the offseason. Right. And came back from it in like six months. I mean, and, you know, it, it's like, it's, of course, it's like what you just said, like Brady. Brady fell into the perfect situation. Yeah. He had the, the best offensive line. He had a great defense. I won't say he had a great coach because <laughs> I think his coach has a losing record without Brady. Right. So Yeah, it's looking more and more that – like it, was, it was, wasn't uh, the, the coaching. Sure. Now, I know Belichick had a, a large reason to build that Patriots to where they were. But, you know, speaking of the Patriots, I mean, it's kind of comical. I mean, listening on Sports Talk Radio, I mean, Patriot fans are going nuts in Boston, <laughs> man. They want Belichick's head. Mm -hmm. And they are they are crying a river. And our boy Mac yeah. Jones is getting caught up in it and getting jerked which, around. Which, you know, I, I've never really was – a big believer in Mac as a quarterback. Well, I mean, I'm a believer in Mac because he's a Bama guy, and I and he's a he's a good he's a good dude, and he's a good quarterback. Is he elite? No, I don't think he's elite. He's not got an elite arm talent. Right. He's not I mean, an elite athlete. You 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 put him on that Niners team. It, that's exactly Pro what I probably, was headed. Probably you doing put, a little bit different. You put he Mac can't Jones. carry a team. No, and the Patriots because of Belichick's ego. Yeah. They've For lack got, of better yeah. words, they just haven't yeah. built – they're not yeah, built there's right. there's no talent there anymore. Mm -mm, no talent. And, you know, there's no point in comparing Mac Jones to Brady. That's not nah, a comparison. Nah. Brady was able to carry a talentless wide receiver right. core for many years outside of Gronk. You know, he had obviously yeah. tight end talent. So, anyway. Now, you got you got quarterbacks that can make the players around them better, like a Patrick Mahomes, like a Tom Brady, like a Josh Allen. But then you got quarterbacks that need great players around them sure. to be successful. And I mean, you're 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 talking about probably all Hall of Famers. Every name you just mentioned, with the exception of I think you put Josh. He's got some more work to do to get into the hall. Right. Patrick's in the hall. Yeah, Patrick. Yeah. So I mean, I think you take Aikman or Terry Bradshaw off of those teams. <laughs> exactly. They're not. Aikman they're not hall. They're not Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Even so, though, I mean, even I, though every time Joe Buck introduces him, he introduces him as a Hall of Famer, Troy Aikman. <laughs> uh, there's something I'd rather say about Joe Buck, but I, I'm not going to say it. But, but Joe Buck might as well go down below the. <laughs> I, he might as well go down below I, the. I think that's what he's doing. I, I think that's he what he's doing. Him, he does. He loves him some Troy Aikman. He man. does. 
It's crazy. So does uh, so does what's his name? He loves him some Joel Clatt. His oh, his I can't remember his buck name. or yeah whatever whatever his name. Is. Anyway, so uh, yeah back to uh, back to quarterbacks. I mean Mac Jones in the right situation can be a successful NFL quarterback. I think he's a tier two tier three. Ish sort of guy. I mean, he's got yeah, enough. I don't, have, I don't have him in tier two. Well, tier two might have been a little quick on the gun. <laughs> tier two is a stretch. Because I got tier two. I got Tua in tier two. You know, unless unless you're now moving him into tier one. Well, I mean, with I think, what he's doing this I year. But tier one, you got to look at Mahomes, Allen. I, see, that's, I mean, that's really. Yeah, it. I don't even know if I put Jalen Hurts in no, there because just because he, he's a situational. He, he's a dude. great athlete, but he to me he's not just a. He's a in a great situation, man. Yep. He's in a great. You put Mac Jones in the Eagles. We're talking about Mac Jones. I think like Jalen. I think Mac Jones can deliver better passes than Jalen Hurts does. Hmm. I think you're selling Mac Jones short. Anyway, <laughs> I forget the damn. What we were even saying, we were talking. We're just talking we're, quarterbacks. We're yeah. just shooting the shit. <laughs> Bella turd. I was talking about the. I was talking about the Patriot fans. Just oh yeah, yeah. Going, going berserko. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, he's earned the right pretty much to to go out on his own terms. Absolutely. But oh, yeah. seven the times longer, the longer the longer he stays there. Yeah. And puts up this, it's just going to taint his. Legacy. It is, for so, sure. And he's going to get run out of there. Yeah. He's going to force Robert Kraft to make a very tough decision that's going to tarnish his reputation a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing I wanted to tell everybody, you know, the Cowboys are back. <laughs> Cowboys are back. Did you watch them play the Niners? Well, no. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, i tell you what I did see. I did see Stephen A. Smith after the game. I like to watch his social media Oh, he was posts. probably having a Oh, he was laughing. He just always that. laughs. No, Dak, Dak Prescott, man. Dak Prescott's another one that I just don't know about. You know, he looks he, look, he's, he can look good, and then he can look bad. He can look good, he can look bad. Right. So. But, yeah, so I, I definitely I – still, I still have to – I think the Diners are better than the Eagles this year. I, they're I, just, I, I'd say they're, they're complete. you know – one A to the Eagles, one B. Is just the Eagles got a pretty solid defense too. Dang Niners, man! The Niners and the so I got I got them in tier one, and then yeah. in tier two I got the Dolphins, I got the Lions, and I got the Chiefs. The Lions? Have you ever <laughs> have you ever seen anybody talk about the Lions in tier two? Never. And you know what? I'm an NFC North dude anyway. I mean, I love the North, but. I mean, I I, I got to admit, man, I'm I'm kind of rooting them Lions on I, a little bit. I like I like watching the even, Lions, even though I'm a Vikings guy. Yeah. I'm rooting them Lions on, man. I, I do like them. They got a good squad. And now now coach, all the man, I love their coach. Yeah, and now all the Detroit, uh, like Eminem and all oh, these yeah. all these people that are are you know big in the Detroit area are all at the games and on the oh, yeah. TV. The Lions have always had a faithful fan base, right. though. You know, I have. A lot family. I got family that are huge Lions fans, and a lot of friends that are Lions fans. And you know, growing up in Michigan, I mean, that's usually you were a Michigan. I mean, a Lions fan or a Packers fan, right? Just because of the proximity of each. So uh, I'm happy for the Lions. Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I enjoy. Uh, I try to catch their game every week. It's funny because this the four teams that I like to watch are the Panthers for Bryce. 
my Giants, even though they suck, uh, Tua and the Dolphins, and then the Lions. Uh, and all four of them were playing each other. Right. So yeah. I had the Dolphins beating the shit out of my Giants, and then I had the Lions beating the shit out of the Panthers. So, but it was it, and then the Panthers have to go play the Dolphins next week. Yeah, we get to watch the Dolphins up and close mm. and personal. I mean, since they'll be on television right. for us. But speaking of the Panthers, you know, Bryce. I thought he did some good things towards the end of the game. He struggled early. Your boy Hutchinson had a hell of an interception. Yeah, you know, but, you know, most quarterbacks make that throw. But, uh, yeah, I didn't put that one on him. the end is going to intercept. Yeah, I mean, that was just – Hutchinson's just a – That was just a freak of a play. The other interception, he he didn't – that was on him. Well, I think he's – I think the speed of the game is a shock to him a little bit for sure, you know. But, I mean, I think – what do you have, 240 – Seven yards, three touchdowns, three touchdowns, two two, two interceptions. But a but you saw some progression yeah. as that game went on. Yeah, yeah. he still makes the right decisions. Yeah. The interceptions are just uh, a shade too late. Yeah, he's making throws just a shade too late. And in the NFL, the windows are way smaller. See, I, so. I, and I think that's what it is. I think with Bryce, he's got some habits he has to break because he was able to do some things in mm-hmm. college. That's right. That didn't work in, in the pros. You know, yeah. his Houdini act in college, he could get away with that. In the yeah. pros, they're they're a whole lot better athlete, a whole lot faster. Right. And you can't get away with it. You've got to, you know, get out of there. Um, he's, he's done it a few times, and I think he'll get better. Once he adjusts, like you said, to the speed of the NFL game, he'll get back to being a Houdini. But he's doing it at the college pace right now, yeah. not at the pro pace. And uh, – so I think there's some bad habits. I wouldn't even say they're bad habits, but just some yeah, habits no, that just... he developed in college because they worked that he now has to relearn in the pros. Exactly. So, I mean, but I still believe in him. I still think. <clears throat> no, he's middle of the he's middle of the pack in stats on total passer rating. Mm-hmm. The Panthers are last in the league in in protecting him. Yeah. And so you yeah you put. Last in protection, and then there's a and big is no big, separation well, of the receivers. Well, that's what I was about to get to the Except separation, the separation of the receivers. In my opinion, and the and the Panthers are, the, I haven't gone through their last you know what ten draft picks, but if you look at if their last draft picks, with the exception of the a year ago, not Bryce, but the previous year where they drafted a Quanu out of NC State, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they've pretty much been drafting the sexy picks. Yeah. And you, you can't – in the NFL, I, I truly believe – and I believe Bryce Young is a top 15 quarterback with a top 10 offensive yeah. line. But without a top 10, offensive line, a five foot eleven, hundred ninety five pound quarterback no, isn't going to isn't going to be successful. Right. So I hear the you know sports talk radio. All they're talking about is get Bryce more weapons, get him more weapons. No, no, don't get him more weapons. <laughs> get him I think off the, at the line. I think the wide receiving room is not horrible. They'll get I think they more might separation. Could use, I think they might could use one more. Sure, everybody uh, I think could but, use another good wide right. You know, but. I think the the current wide receivers get more separation if he gets more protection. And I think Mingo is going to grow into being. He's a rookie. Yeah, he's you know it. it they weren't going to win the Super Bowl this year. It this year is learning and building and you know and I hope that that they give Reich some time. You know, don't just have to. Jerk. I mean, he's played. 
his play calling is horrible right now. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's really not, and it, it points directly to Bryce, but it's not Bryce, man. It's, yeah. I think Bryce is going to kind of follow that same trajectory that Tua did. You know, Tua, he didn't play bad his rookie year, but he also didn't have a lot of help around him. He didn't have the weapons that, that he has now. And, sure. and he was learning, you know, He's the, a rookie. A new he was a game. rookie coming off of a major injury, right? And a coach that didn't support yeah, him. Yeah, coach that didn't support him. But there's a so lot. So I, I, I kind of think their career paths are going to be kind of similar, Because right. I think, I think Bryce is is similar to Tua in his anticipation, his accuracy, sure. and you know being able to see the play develop before a, it even an develops. elite quarterback talent. I yeah. mean, he's an elite quarterback talent. Yeah. There's no question. Is he big? No. Is right. he little? Yes. Is Anthony I mean, Richardson the the prototypical quarterback that everybody you know drooled over because of his measurables? Yeah. Yeah. But has he? How many games has he already missed? Yeah. Exactly. So, he's only finished, I think, two of the games he started. Exactly. And uh, and that's the thing, you know, when when you when you take a quarterback like that, and that's what I keep saying about Josh Allen is he needs to tone it down a little bit because he's going to start. Well, that's on Josh, though. You yeah, know, he like he needs to. Tell yeah, it that's down. what I'm saying. He they don't to, really. They don't make him do. No, the no, no. no. I'm not saying the coaching. I'm saying. Yeah, people. I'm saying Josh <laughs> needs to. But I mean, that's just his. That's just his his style. That's the way he's going to play. But he, I'm, I, I worry about him getting hurt. You know, me can't. too, because he's the captain of my fantasy bus. <laughs> I put Josh Allen on my fantasy bus as the as the driver. You know, it's like it's like Cam Newton. He. He was had a great short career. Well, I won't say he had a pretty good short career, but that, I don't care how big and bad and strong you are. Nah, you can't take that beating. You man. can't take that beating. No, and there's even I mean, there's even DBs and free safeties coming up smacking these guys. Oh yeah, who are 20, 30 pounds lighter. Well, that's what I was a little bit worried about. Your boy Hutchinson. Yeah. When uh, that dude yeah. tackled yeah. him oh, after yeah. the interception. I mean, it was a clean hit. It was a but, clean And he limped for a while. But, yeah, that, I think that, he Charlie horsed his thigh that, or something. That looked like that could have been. It could have uh, been. Uh, but he's an elite athlete. Ending. He's an elite athlete. He handled it. But, anyway, Panther fans. you got to be patient. Bryce is going to be fine, man. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, just watching him, he's going to be fine. And, and I, I haven't heard. I don't know. I don't listen to as much sports talk radio as you. I'm uh, – but I haven't really gotten the vibe that people are already giving up on well, Bryce. Well, they they have they were after week two, and and going into week three, the last two weeks it's yeah. definitely pulled back off of Bryce, yeah. and that's because you're you're starting to see that if he's given the time, he's going to deliver the ball mm-hmm. to the right person, um, and he's got growing pains yeah. like we've already talked about. Right. Bryce, Bryce is an elite. He's going to be an elite quarterback. Is he going to be a Hall of Famer? That's going to depend on Sitterer, Fitterer, whatever his name is. <laughs> Fitterer. Fitterer. And, you know, I'm not worried about Tepper because Tepper will write a check. He just needs to quit meddling. But Fitterer, if you get if you start worrying about your line, and, you know, if, if that means getting rid of Brian Burns to bring in. But, you know, who's going to trade a top? Left tackle. Nobody. 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 You got to draft them. Yeah. Well, that's the bad thing is they don't have their first this year. Right now, the Bears have the first and second overall picks in right. the draft. That's the only thing really to me to strike against Bryce maybe is some of the fans are focusing in on the How fact much they that had to give up to the get Panthers him. gave up so much to get him. And, and they, so. they could 
could have waited a year and got Caleb Williams or yeah yeah so that that and that's not Bryce's fault yeah that's not well that is his fault it's his fault for being so damn good <laughs> and, and you know to talk to him I'm sure yeah. it's just well I mean he instantly has won the team over one right you know the coach is over so they because they easily if they didn't believe in him he would have sat two games for his ankle injury Easily. instead of just the one. Yeah. And he w- was good enough to play, and they put him right back out there because right. they believe he is their future. Sure. So, and I and I, I, I was glad to see that. He is. Panthers, you just got to gotta draft to protect him or pick up something in the offseason. All right. You got anything else on pro? You ready to talk a little college? Yeah, I'm ready to talk college, man. I'm ready to talk All some. right. I was going to start off with a player, and then we can start talking about some games. But oh, Travis Hunter. Yeah. He, there's a chance he's going to be back Friday. I saw that. And uh, there's also something that he did that that I really admired, and I probably would have. I saw have, that. I probably would have opened and toasted him last week if we did the show yeah, last we week. Should, we should have toasted him for that. But, uh, yeah, so he, he met up with, uh, let me remember the kid's name. Uh, Safety who Henry, hit him. Henry Blackburn. Blackburn. The safety for Colorado State. You know, he, he was getting death threats and his family was being, you know, attacked online and this and that. And both Dion and Travis right. came out and said, hey, it, it's football. It happens. Was it late? Yes, it was late. The flag was thrown. Penalty call. But it, that's, just, that's just hard football. And you, you supported it, even though I made him my scumbag when it happened. <laughs> right. You supported him. Uh, he met up with Blackburn, uh, went bowling, just hung out, you know, made shot some TikToks, some some Instagram stuff like that, just just to show his support and show that hey, if if I am over what what he did, right. then everybody else shouldn't it shouldn't be any of your concern. So I really thought that spoke highly of the of the individual that Travis Hunter is. Yeah, um, so speaks I, highly of. Prime, yes. got to give Coach Prime some prop on that too for for being a part of raising a high quality individual, right? And probably pushing that. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm I'm sure he was uh, you know, somewhat behind be, that, yeah, you know, for because sure. uh, I, I want to say that you know because Travis does a, a, a podcast mm-hmm. uh, weekly also, and I, he immediately on his podcast was saying, "Hey, I, no no hard feelings." It's football. It's what we choose to do. Right. It happens. You know, the kid didn't wasn't trying to lacerate his liver. It just happened. Sure. Sure. Uh, just, this, uh, yeah. No, I, that was good. I mean, I, I I thought that was spoke volumes of, of his character. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Now we can talk games. First one I listed was down goes Texas. Down goes Texas. Texas. Well, we knew it was going to happen. Texas is going to Texas. You we know. knew it was going to happen. Yeah, they're the new Clemsoning. Yep. Well, Clemson's starting to become Clemsoning <laughs> again, but no, we won't give that title. That Texas is the new Clemsoning for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, no, they'll get another. They, they they should get another shot at them. I mean, what's to say Oklahoma's not legit? Yeah, and that's true. Playoff too. team. I, I mean, mean, that's they took a big hit though. They lost their number one receiver. Yeah. Over the weekend. Yeah, but their quarterback. He who was a Michigan good. transfer? The, yeah, the receiver. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, they. Dylan Oklahoma looks good, man. Their defense looks good. They're, well, you, I, you know, you bring in Venables. Sure. He's Why a defensive-minded guy. So, and uh, 
you know, they weren't so good last year, but you <laughs> of course, know, and, and even in that game, I think it was pretty high scoring game. No, uh, I mean it was. I forget the final score, but it you know it was it wasn't like a shootout, like an old Big Twelve no, yeah, shootout. No, yeah. but, but it wasn't a USC type game. But yeah, no, Texas, Texas blew it. Oklahoma looks good. Notre Georgia Dame showed Georgia us looks. Yeah, Notre Dame showed us that. They're still Notre Dame. They shit the bed every time they get to the – every yeah, no, time they get there. Uh, Georgia, I thought that was their most complete game of the year. And it's a good thing that they're starting to get things right because they have to play Vanderbilt next yeah, week. So, you know, that schedule is brutal. It is brutal. And they got to play Vanderbilt. So, let's it's, hope they can keep it up. It's really nice that your new quarterback has had a chance to hone his <laughs> skills against that tough schedule. Yeah. Now he did look good. I'll give Carson Beck some. Yeah, and I think he won. A, I think he, he looked, won an SEC uh, weekly honor. Yeah, he uh, looked good for his performance. But uh, yeah, speaking I mean they of, they might get a weekly honor. Somebody else won a weekly honor. Well, I know uh, Riker did for being the punter and the kicker. Yeah, we had another one. And then uh, one, somebody on defense. Yes, sir. Our freshman. Oh, Caleb. Caleb, Caleb Downs. Caleb Downs got SEC Player of the Week. I was thinking it was somebody else. It might have been, but anyway, I'm, I'm, you know, it's really nice to see a true freshman. Well, you know, it's it it looks like Alabama and Georgia are on a collision course again. You know, Alabama took control of the West by knocking off A and M, and they've already knocked off Ole Miss. So as long as they don't shit the bed against LSU or Tennessee. Sure. And uh, Auburn. Don't and for, Auburn. Don't forget, we've got to go, go down I, yeah, to but, Auburn. That's not going to be an easy one. No, but it, it might be irrelevant as far as the SEC. It won't, it won't be irrelevant for the national picture. For the national picture, picture. But it possibly will be irrelevant for the SEC picture. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be, that would suck, though, honestly, if, let's just say, hypothetically, we were to lose to Auburn and go to the SEC championship, beat Georgia. Yeah. Georgia still goes to the playoff. Over us. Exactly. That would suck. Yeah. But now, for, for me, you know, I, I was – I mean, I don't know. But Maybe. it does look like Bama and Milrow are getting better each week. Yeah. You know, Georgia, and like you said, because they haven't played anybody, their quarterback is really getting to, to get comfortable. Yeah. Uh, so, both teams are – are, are projecting, you know, Jalen, man, Jalen's looking really good. He, he, he has made some strides in the intermediate game, which we've talked about in the past was his struggle. He throws a really nice deep ball. Oh yeah. And he still know. needs, he still needs a little bit of refining on his, on his short game. Uh, yeah. His deep ball and his running game. They're second yeah. to none. I mean, yeah, he's starting to make quicker decisions on the on the run game. I actually sure. read a stat today that said that where he is after this point of the season this year, his stats are better than Bryce's were this time last year. Hmm. On in certain categories, um, like completion percentage, uh, sure. quarterback. Uh, what what what's the rating in college? Quarterback. Um, is it a QBR or whatever they call it? QBR is what everybody uh, his, his, his is higher than Bryce's was. His average yards per completion is higher than what Bryce's was. Now, Bryce had a lot more touchdowns, a lot more yards. Yeah, I think but, I think Jalen's got more complete weapons this year than Bryce yeah. did last year. Yeah, and, I'd agree. You know, let's, 
Let's let's also talk about our O line. Our O line's it's getting better. Getting I mean, better. our running game still yeah still strong. But that was against the number one and defensive it line was, too. It was. So. I mean, we're still averaging like and and you know in college they take the sacks off your rushing yardage. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that really kills. Sure. That takes about half our rushing yards away because we're like leading the country in sacks. Yeah. Like twenty six, I think we're up to now, which is which is. Yeah, Already I, more than we had all of last year. I'd be curious to see how many of those came in the first three weeks. Well, we had six the, last the last couple. Well, yeah, but that was against the number one. Well, yeah, but and, and, you know, it's, and I, you know, we didn't do a podcast last week. Right. That would, I was looking at my notes I had for left, going into that game for last week, and that was, that and was that's the, that's the still notes. something that that you know Jalen needs to learn is throw it away. You know, it seems like. Bama's never had a quarterback. Mac is probably about the only one that was willing to throw it away. You know, Tua's going to get hurt stretching right. a play. Bryce is going to stretch the play and, and then finally find somebody because yeah. he'll stretch it for so long. Jalen would just run. Jalen would take off running. And, and Milrow did two weeks ago. If, if, his, if his first or second read wasn't there, he'd put that foot in the ground and go. Last week he was hanging out in the pocket a little bit too long, but there again, Texas A&M's defense is legit. Oh, they are legit. And now the can, back end, you can tell they were they seriously tried to keep him in the pocket, yeah. which which truly backfired. Right. You know they 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 were hell bent on stopping our running game, which they did for the most part, and keeping him and in the pocket. Keep him in the pocket because they didn't think he could beat him. Well, he beat you. He well, beat you. Say hello to Mister Jermaine Burton. That's right. <laughs> He had a hell of a game. Yeah, he did. Well, and, you know, another thing that Nick said was uh, what they've been working on with Jalen is forgetting the last play and focusing on the current play. Yeah. And that's why they benched him week three was to kind of get his head right and uh, show him that, hey, you can't have a bad play and then just let it ruin the rest of the game. Right. And he one great example of it against A&M he threw the ball to Burton and threw a terrible pass. Very next play, he throws it back to Burton for a touchdown. Right. You know, he – Exactly. He, he missed could, Burton wide ass yeah, open. And, and he, but he didn't let it affect him. Yeah. He just went right back and – And boom. threw a dime. Yeah. I mean, that pass he completed was in an NFL window. Right. And the one he blew yeah, was, it was like, wide how open. the hell you missed that? <laughs> yeah. I was turning – 14 shades of crimson when he yeah. did that. I yeah, was like, so, God almighty. Yeah, he, I mean, you could, he's another one like Bryce in the pros. You can see him each play of each game, you know, getting a little bit better. It, yeah, his, to me, his in. ceiling is, is moving up. Mm-hmm. His ceiling is moving up, and he's starting to, he's starting to tighten that gap on his floor yeah. you know and so the game's slowing down a little bit for right. him and he's looking man he's looking good I'm, I'm happy for him because you know he got got trashed a couple of weeks ago for that after the texas game mm-hmm. and i'm i'm happy that he's got the character he does so but our defense man our defense is starting to look legit oh the that d that's the best d we've had probably in six years yeah it's starting to look good man and we actually were creating pressure without blitzes and i mean is kiffin right is steel calling the plays or is steel not calling the plays either way the uh, whoever is calling it keep calling it like that because 
we're getting pressure. You know, Dallas Turner's, he's in the top two or three in sacks in the nation. Uh, you know, we, we've got, a, what, six interceptions, I think? Yeah, we definitely so, you know, created turnovers. We weren't getting turnover any turnovers market. last year, and now this year we're getting turnovers. So yeah, I mean, we legit got a shot. Um, that's a national championship caliber defense. If the offense keeps progressing, Alabama could be in contention at the end of the year. Yeah, I think I think we could definitely uh, win out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the George, you know, getting to the SEC championship and knocking Georgia off. That would be uh, that's going to be a monumental task for sure, because Georgia's legit getting stronger every week. They so. are, they are, but uh, and they got the best player in the you country. Could find a way to take <laughs> away Brock Bowers, and uh, well, I think you can take him away. I mean, you can. You just have to hire Jeff Galuli and take his course, knees out. And of course, now they're getting uh, McConkey back. You know, he played this past weekend. Oh man, he ain't shit. I ain't worried about that I little mean, shrimp dick. Man. He, no, nah, I ain't worried about no lad McConkey, man. I'm I'm serious, Georgia. You can you can pat your back on that kid all you want, but I ain't worried <laughs> about him. Kool Aid will shut his ass down. Brock Bowers is legit NFL NFL elite. Malachi getting in. hurt worries me a little bit. I mean, I even though we just day to day, even though, though we've right? got even though we've got enough enough depth, uh, but uh, we would definitely need him for. The end of the season for SEC championship, and if if they got the playoffs, yeah, I think I think Malachi I, might be able to match up with Bowers. That would be fun to watch. He, I mean, Malachi's physical he, enough. He's been, I, the way he's been I mean, playing he's physical. this season. I don't know if he's physical enough for Brock Bowers, yeah. but well, he, wouldn't that be something if if Malachi could match him up because that would. I mean, Georgia's receiving core definitely getting better. Anyway, I don't want to sit here and talk about Bama and Georgia because <laughs> we, we still got a lot of games to win. Your uh, Wolverines, hell, they might look be the best, you know, deserve to be number one right now. I mean, who cares? I yeah, mean, exactly. Who cares who's number <laughs> one right now? I mean, I think after the Kentucky beatdown, Georgia's definitely the number one team but Michigan looks Michigan's legit you know they're legit they're loaded across the board and um, they got a quarterback that's not really being talked about a whole lot right who who's dynamic and makes a lot of plays and they got a a first round draft pick running back and really good receivers so I mean no they're 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 legit but you know they still got to go through Ohio State Ohio State where's that game this year Michigan and then let's not just let's not forget about Penn State. Penn right. State's out there playing some pretty good ball too. I mean, they've had a couple of struggle or one struggle win, but everyone's entitled to a struggle win. Oklahoma looks well. Apparently, the uh, USC's entitled to many struggle wins. Uh, USC, man, <laughs> USC's trash. I'm sorry, I'm back on the West Coast. Oregon, Oregon's going to win that conference. Oregon's going to win that conference, and Oregon's legit. You know, got a got a definite team to compete. I mean, because their offensive and defensive line, they're built differently yeah. than what they have been in the past. So, but I think US USC's just trash. I've never been a huge, um, I forget like the guy. Lincoln, I think he's a hell of an offensive mind. Oh yeah, but he's, he's not a head coach. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he, not a head coach. He'll exactly. put together an offense that can outscore most teams, but he's going to lose once. You get to a team that can st stop you a couple times because you're not going to stop them at all. 
<laughs> and all they got to do is get a few stops on you, and they win. That's right. That's kind of like LSU this year. Yeah, oh, yeah, LSU. I mean, and that's so baffling. Yeah. DBU. I know, it's so baffling. Dirt back you? It's definitely not defensive back you. No, and their defense is actually probably going to hurt Jaden Daniels' Heisman hope, you know. I mean, because he's probably – I mean, he's probably legit second best player in the in in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I, I mean, I think it's Caleb Williams is to lose, but I still think Brock Bowers is the best player in the country. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, they ain't gonna they ain't gonna give it to a tight end. But I don't know, you know. All right. I mean, what else I, you got? That's that's. I think that was about all I had. Uh, about it. You yeah. know, just miscellaneous. You got the uh, baseball playoffs started. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of, couple of league leaders in win percentage are on the ropes, Yeah, right? Yeah, the Orioles. Orioles and uh, the Dodgers. Which I was really – I wanted to – the Orioles have got a lot of good young players. I was really wanting to see them Why not? I mean, they've good. been a perennial loser. Yeah, it's kind of like, like pulling for the Lions, right, you know. Exactly. It's like, I, I want to pull for the Orioles. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, the Rangers are giving it to them, and then, the, yeah, the Dodgers are shitting the bed. The Braves were close to being on the ropes. Yeah. I mean, they at least tied it back up. I think uh, Houston took a one-game advantage today. Uh, they played an early game today. Uh, so, yeah, and then uh, preseason NBA tips off today. And hockey. Hockey. The puck drops today. That's right. So, they got three – Three games go on the slate tonight to start the hockey season. My Avalanche are going to be good again this year. Yeah, they're they're predicting the my Rangers to. I had to wear my let's fucking go Rangers T-shirt in honor of opening night, even though we don't play till tomorrow night. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that uh, they're supposed supposed to be contenders also. So should be a fun should be a fun one. That's all I got. I'm ready to yes, I'm ready to dive into some old elk. Yeah, let's let's drink some bourbon, more bourbon. All right, well let's maybe uh, this old elk will. Yeah, we're old elk's kind of over two. Now I mean last week's last week's guy it was, was good, but it didn't didn't right, two weeks ago it didn't reach what I was looking for. No, nah, price point hurt it. Yeah, taste which, was pretty good, but which price, this is going to be a pricey all one. All of it's pricey, man. <laughs> all the old elk's pricey. So. All right, well, let's uh, wrap up this talk, and uh, we'll uh, do some rate that shit. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome in, everybody, to the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast, and it's time to rate that shit. This is the portion of the podcast that I think we like the best. Colby, what we got? Today we've got, you know, we've been doing the Old Elk series, or some of the Old Elk series. There's quite a few of them, but... uh, This will be our third one that we do. This is the, this is from the Old Elk Small Batch series, and this is the Sour Mash Reserve, and this comes from batch number six of the small batches. So depending on where you live, it's going to cost you from ninety to a hundred, hundred and five bucks. Um, the mash bill: fifty-one percent corn, thirty-four percent malted barley, and fifteen percent rye. So it's considered a, a high barley bourbon. Uh, they age this seven years to 105 proof. Now your aroma is supposed to be floral, and then your taste is supposed to have a charred oak, a maple, mm. coconut, and clove. Right off the bat, I poured too much. <laughs> <laughs> 
Definitely. Definite floral. Definite floral. That's, that's almost nose. like you just put a flower to your nose. Yeah, definite floral. Um, let's talk about our rating system real quick. Uh, what we like to rate our bourbons one through four. Uh, one's a brown bag. You know, that's something we just don't recommend that you go out and buy. But, you know, you got to make your own decision for yourself. But brown bag, that's the bottom of the barrel for us. Two, it's getting better. It's a mixer for us. But, you know, two might be... Just your everyday daily drinker. You know, you might want to throw a splash of Coke or whatever you like to mix in it. Three's getting better. We call that on the rocks, maybe because it's higher proof. We typically like the 100 proof area. You might like a 110 to 120. We call that on the rocks. Um, last but not least, uh, neat, number four. To, to us, that's the top shelf bourbon. That's what we like to, uh, we like to drink it just straight out the bottle in a Glen Cairn. So I'm I'm telling you what. I can feel the heat on this one. There's there's some really good heat. The notes, the flavor notes are just crazy across the board yeah. to me. Yeah. I mean, I literally tasted everything you said. Yeah, this one was well described. It uh, was, it was on the money. Uh, some of the other ones we've done from the Old Elk, it's been a little hit or miss with, with uh, what they're, the notes and the aromas. But this one, like I said, when I put it to my nose, I thought I was literally smelling a flower. Me too. I felt like I was in a damn English garden. Yeah. I mean, even I mean, the first right off the bat. It was definitely, definitely. Definite charred oak, definite maple. I don't know about coconut. Yeah, coconut, not so much. The clove, I can kind of get the clove because on the back end. On the back end, yep. I'm getting a little bit of the spicy. Clove. And that's probably that 15% rye that's in there. True, true. I'm giving it a four, man. This one, this one makes me happy yeah. to drink it. It makes me happy because I spent like a C note on it. <laughs> and this one's worth, to me, it's worth the money because I just think it's a complex bourbon. It had a lot of different flavors. A lot of, it, and I like it when, when they describe it and it hits the, it hits the notes. Yeah. It's a yes. small batch though. Small batches. Well, and that's, the, and that's the thing. It can vary from batch to batch That's what right. what flavors you do get and like i said this is batch six which i think might have been uh the last batch because uh, when i was researching it i didn't see a number higher than six uh, uh, i haven't seen the small batch at our abc since right well and, and it, it, if you go on the website it'll tell you all the different small batches and it'll tell you the availability and, and there's still a decent availability for this one. Some of the other ones, it's getting real limited. Uh, but this one, this, this uh, Sour Mash Reserve, you can still, yeah. and in I've, certain areas, you can I've, still. I've always liked the Sour Mashes. You know, the Michter Sour Mash, mm -hmm. I really like. So, for me, it's a four. Um, I definitely recommend, if you see the small batch, it comes in a cardboard box. Um, of course, you know, the bottle, if you can't see this, the bottle's always a nice presentation. They look really good on your bourbon shelf. Mm -hmm. um, they look kind of like decanters. I think you said that a couple right. of weeks ago. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad because Old Elk was kind of, was kind of shit in the bed for us. Right. And this one, this There's a lot going on there. It is there. a lot going on. Nice floral smell. He still ain't going to go four. I, I'm feeling a three out of him, but... I, I, the rye yeah. keeps him, the the burn at the. At I, I like four just because of the complexity and it, it is a it is more of a wow bourbon. So I'm I'm a support 
support your four. Uh, I probably could have could have leave. You know, it's kind of like a. You know, there's not enough evidence to overturn the call, so the call stands. So I'm gonna let the call stand, and I'll I'll, I'll support his four. Uh, but if he had said a three, I would have supported your three. Right, right. The call, <laughs> the call would have stood. Yeah, the call stands. But uh, no, that's a good. That one's good. That I recommend that one over the the first two that we did. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. No, that one. That one I'm I'm pleased with for sure. And you've got the cigar cut right for cigar next week. Cigar cut for next week, and then that's it for what I have old okay. elk wise. Now there's a there's a couple more out there. Oh yeah, there's know, a, there's quite a few more out that there that we could we could maybe buy and and try going forward. I mean. Yeah, because I don't have any old elk in my collection, so I might when we, after we do the the cigar cut, maybe look and see. Uh, uh, did we have a? Did I have a double weeded? Did we do a double weeded already? Because there's a double weeded out there, and then there's a. Uh, I think there's a single barrel. You know, us skipping that week has got that got was, me all thrown. I even had uh, I had somebody asking me today what old elks we. Uh, we raided and I couldn't remember exactly which two they were because there are so many of them. Right. And uh, we did the master series last week, so it was a, it was a blend. Yeah. It was it, a double. It weeded. was a double weeded. It was it was a a blend of their their weeded bourbon and a blend and blended with their weeded whiskey. Okay. That's the one we did two weeks ago. I got you. And then I think the first week we just did their their regular. And that one was good. That one was a three. It was a yeah. Solid that was a three. three that was a three. Because it was a lot of wheat, so it, it was. was. Um, but then the first one we only gave it first two. First one was just eh. Yeah, wasn't a whole lot going on. No, I mean we wasn't would, high proof. We'd probably go with a Maker's yeah. and a Coke over <laughs> over an <laughs> right. old elk and a Coke. I mean, I I think the first old elk was about sixty, wasn't it? I can't mm-hmm. remember what I spent, but. Um, I think what I think what we spend on this one, like I don't know what you paid, but when I was looking up the different MSRPs and different ranges, it was anywhere from about ninety to a hundred, hundred and ten. I, I want to say I paid a hundred for this or ninety nine. Yeah, and then the cigar cut was one thirty. Yeah, it was one twenty nine and some change. So, <laughs> so it was one thirty to be exact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> go back, go back a couple episodes, and you'll you'll. You'll see what I was. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is a good uh, one, man. Buy it. Yeah. I think you. I think you. This, enjoy this one this will one. look good in the collection. You could even leave it in the box. The box is a nice presentation. It's almost like it, it almost looked like the the bottle was framed. So, Let me get uh, the box. Let me get the box. Get the box. Get the box. That's what she said. That's the box. It goes right in there. Sour Mash Reserve. All right, so check out our socials. You know, we're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. And building, man. We're trying to get to 1K on TikTok. Get to 1K. We'll take this podcast live on TikTok, maybe to argue live with some of you bozos out there. That'll be (laughs) fun, man. Come get some Georgia fans. Get some... Get some Oklahoma fans in here. Maybe get some West Coasters wanting to talk a little shit about West Coast. We got course plenty we, for you. Of course, we've got some in in our uh, already in our listener base. We've got some. Right. We got a Tennessee fan that got the best of us last year, and I think we might have to get a little payback this year. And, uh, yeah, that'd of course be fun, we got man. Georgia fans, and so yeah, we might have to might have to bring in some. That's right. Some guests here in, over the next few weeks. That'd be fun. 
All right, and with you got something to cheers with? You gonna cheers back with that one? All right. Yeah, I'll cheer with this one, man. We appreciate y'all listening. Cheers, cheers. cheers.